Welcome back to another episode of the Balls Only Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor. Joining me today will be one of my best friends from high school. His name is Steven Tat, a lifelong Lakers fan, and I'm glad I got him onto the pod to catch up and talk some hoops. Stay tuned. Hello. Yeah, dude. Good to Damn. go. Damn. Good to go. Good to go? Good it's to been go. a while. Yeah, it's been a few years. How you been? I'm well, I'm well, good. How are you? Yeah, I've, I've been good. How's, how's everything? How's the fam? Everyone's healthy. Everyone's good. Got a new dog, you know. Oh, yeah, I saw. What kind? Uh, She's a half Maltese, half. I forgot the other half. Oh, mini, mini pincher. Mini pincher. I miss my dog, dude. Did you ever meet my dog or no? No, I, I forgot her name. No. Kendra. Yeah, yeah Kendra. I like bigger dogs. Yeah, I do. I miss her. I have a German Shepherd now, too. Like a huge one? The big, big dog. Damn. You like big dogs better or little dogs <clears throat> better? I like smaller dogs better. Really? Yeah. Wait, did you have a dog when I came over? Last time I came over? Yeah, we had one dog. We had um, we had Prince, and then literally like a few months later, we got Hogan, which is a German Shepherd. Uh, you still going to school or no? Um, not right now. No, um, huh? not going to school right now. But I'm going back to school in the fall, though. You know, I think it's kind of crazy with like the career path I've taken. Yeah, changed a lot of um. But I, um, well, I mean, I haven't, I haven't spoken to you in like. Yeah, I started um started cooking, and then uh, I started really like. I was like, this is a lot better than um uh, I don't know. So I started cooking. Want to go into like cold culinary and stuff like that? Yeah, culinary stuff. Um, kind of more interesting than everything else. So anyway, you still follow the Lakers closely, right? I'm, and that's yeah. your team. So a lot of things happened with the within the last couple of weeks regarding AD and um his decision to. So give me your take on that first. Anthony, do you want him on the team? You want him on the team at the expense of basically everybody but LeBron? Is that what you want? No, I, th- I thought about it because I've been a Laker fan my entire life. Since I was like, since I was seven, I've, I've been watching the Lakers. And, and I don't know. Um, I've, I've, I've watched every single game of the season that the Lakers have played. And yeah. at first I was like, I was very disappointed with uh, Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma. And Anza. They're, they were playing well at times, but they were just a little bit too inconsistent for me. Yeah, like Brandon Ingram, Harley, Harley. I think he's hitting like sixty-five percent on his free throws, mm-hmm. and Lonzo Ball. I don't want to talk about Lonzo Ball's free throw percentage. <laughs> and it's like you can't close out games with with those type of players. Yeah, you know, when you have them with not shooters, they just become super unreliable. And so I was all for it. I was all for the trade, and I was really disappointed when it didn't go through. And I was more disappointed when they traded Zubots for. Muscala instead, yeah, and not I, even get I a second like rounder back. The management said that the reason why they did that trade was because they wanted to get rid of Michael Beasley, which they could have just yeah. cut. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't know to get back Muscala for Zubats. I don't know what. Well, Zubats is solid. I, I like them. You know, yeah, he, he's a solid. He had like a little soft touch around the rim, hey, left hand, right hand, a little bit of Marcus Saul. Yeah, or yeah. even Pagasol. You know, Good European talent. And then most importantly, that guy can hit his free throws, you know? Yeah. Zubac was somebody that was uh, a nice, young, at least interesting prospect that I thought they should have kept around, you know, because who's really their center right now? McGee? Like, that's not a long-term solution. And, and neither mm-hmm. is Tyson Chandler. So Zubac was some someone that was like, I thought it was good for his age, offensively around the rim. And defensively, I think he's underrated too. You know, so I didn't like that trade. Obviously, you know I'm a Mavs fan, so I couldn't care less for the Lakers, but it was good for them that the trade didn't go through because if you think about it, I mean, Hart, Zoe, Ingram, Kuzma, Zubat, two first-round picks? That's a lot. No, no, no. It was, I think it was four first-round picks and two second-round picks. 
No, they offered two first round picks. They offered and two, two second the Pelicans, round. Yeah, the Pelicans wanted four. Pelicans wanted rounds, four, yeah. And which is ridiculous, but rounds. yeah. I mean, a lot of people were mad at the Pelicans for asking for too much. I mean, that's <laughs> negotiation 101, you know? To be honest, what you I think is that with that whole situation, I think the league was tampering with the Lakers. When you, when you hear people like uh, Greg Popovich say that, don't trade 80 to the Lakers. And, and then the Pelicans are like... Well, you don't Dems, think LeBron Dems was tampering with job. AD? Huh? You don't think LeBron was tampering with AD? It's okay for players to, players to tamper. They they play all the time with each other, like overseas. Yeah, overseas, I mean, all according game. to the rules. Yeah, according yeah, to the rules. It's okay for players yeah, but... to tamper, but I don't know. The Dell Demps is going to lose his job if they deal Anthony Davis to LA. Max Kellerman said that's collusion. That's actually collusion. It is. And, collusion. Yeah, it is. It is colluding. But I mean, I think that's a part of negotiation. Is that you want to? You always want to ask for more than what you want, so that. You guys, both parties settle in the middle ground, and that's actually where you want it to be. So I'm pretty sure the Pelicans maybe wanted one more uh, first-round pick, but they, mm-hmm. they asked for four. So hoping that the Lakers will settle for maybe three first-round picks, which is still a lot, along with all the players that they, they were willing to sign over there to New Orleans. And then I think a part of that also is because they wanted to see what New York has for, for them this upcoming summer, if they're willing to trade the number one pick, if they get the number one pick, and even Boston, you know? Because obviously Boston can't trade for them. Can't trade for AD until July. So, I mean, Dell Downs probably wants to see and explore all his options it's before. Just, it's weird. It's weird seeing AD stay on the Pelicans when everyone yeah. knows that he wants to be out. And I think he just got injured today, his shoulder. His shoulder got injured, yeah. so... See, that's not going to be playing for That's not a concern, too. That's not a concern, too, because AD yeah. hasn't been like the super player. injury prone. Super injury prone. Uh-huh. So, do you really want to? I mean, granted, yeah, Kuzma, Ball, and Ingram, like they would never be AD, but yeah. do you really want to trade half of your team for a guy that can literally, you know, get injured and be out for the season any minute? I think it's if, if the team didn't have LeBron, I wouldn't do the trade. But since they do have LeBron, I feel like those two together mm-hmm. are going to be way better than Ingram, Kuzma, and Ball together with LeBron. Right. You have to think about what each of those players give you. Kuzma gives you scoring, but it doesn't give you defense. Brandon Ingram, super inconsistent, but he, he can be good in like a few years. Mm-hmm. And Alonzo Ball's defense, maybe maybe a, like some passing offense, but also inconsistent there. And if you put all those three together, Kuzma is the most reliable, mm-hmm. but none of those guys, you know, superstar. So let's re okay, let's rewind for a little bit because obviously you grew up a Kobe fan. Is Kobe your favorite player of all time? I don't know. But is, is it somebody weird like Chauncey Billups? No, not someone weird. <laughs> it's definitely, yeah, it's probably Kobe. I, I never think about, like, I never put someone at a number one spot. I, I always, like, see all these who, great who, players. Who would you put up there, then, if it's not Kobe? Like, top five. Top two or top, top three? Top three. Um, Kobe, Jordan. I don't know number three. Okay. So, basically, Kobe, since we weren't really alive to watch Jordan in his prime, so... Kobe. So Kobe, obviously, you grew up idolizing Kobe. You know, I did too, uh, to a certain extent. Even though, you know, I'm not a Lakers fan, but it was it was it weird for you to see LeBron joining the Lakers and becoming a Laker? I think the year before, I, I thought it was thought it would never happen. You know, if you think about it, you think about it a year before, you would never be able to imagine LeBron James playing for the Lakers because mm-hmm. that's like that's insane. Like you had the biggest star in the sport playing for the biggest franchise. That that never happened. Well, if you tell me in 2016 that Kyrie's going to be in Boston, LeBron's going to be in LA, I would I would have laughed. That's crazy. <laughs> Right, but, but yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you think about those rumors with uh, Kyrie joining LeBron and AD potentially? No, I think Lakers? no, I don't think so. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> since they, you know, <laughs> since they made up over over some dinner at a restaurant, I, I highly doubt that. Ky- okay, Kyrie is a head case on his own, and I'll, I'll get to that in a bit if we have time. But uh, LeBron, in, in, in terms of LeBron, I've never been a fan of LeBron. I mean, I, I respect his greatness. You know, he's obviously a top ten, you know, at best top five player of all time, but. He brings so much drama and, and basically, uh, you know, I, 
non-basketball stuff. I know you say that he brings so much drama, but yeah. I don't think it's LeBron necessarily himself. I think it's his camp, the people that talk for him. I think it's those right. people that bring that drama, not LeBron James himself. But you don't think you don't think LeBron once in a while throws out like a cryptic pose, like the thing with Harrison Barnes recently. <laughs> you, you saw that, right? Yeah, he got traded. It, at, yeah. Right. That's yeah. to me like that just annoyed the hell out of me because like who are you to speak? You were literally about to co-sign a trade that was would have sent your whole team away. You know what I'm saying? And like, then, if during halftime, yeah, during halftime, if Magic Johnson got the phone call saying that, oh, yeah, uh, the Pelicans want half of your roster, LeBron would have been like, hey, guys, I'll see you guys in New Orleans. You know what and, I mean? So, yeah, you saw his tweet, right? Um, during the Super yeah. Bowl about. As, wait, wait, which one? Which one? Like, you're the biggest star of the team, and you're going to tweet out something about Woj and. Oh, and, like Woj? Oh, yeah, yeah, Shams and know, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, yeah. they're going to be missing during the Super Bowl, and your entire team, yeah. like mm-hmm. the people that. That rely on you and that that look up to you right there see that that's what i'm saying like it just if it's not something direct it's always something cryptic or something that it's like lebron is not a dumbass you know what i mean he knows what he's doing he's not stupid yeah. so so when he says these things and puts up these posts or these tweets like he knows exactly what he's doing and whether it's his intention or not he knows for for a fact that the media is gonna either you know twist his words so that's just something that obviously Jordan never did that much. And, you know, guys like Duncan and Dirk and those school guys never really did. So, you yeah. know, that's just something I don't like about LeBron. And Kobe never tweeted much either. Just LeBron's all over social media. And right. it's not just that he's on social media. The stuff that he posts, it's actually pretty corny. He's a corny dude if, if you actually read his his posts. It is. No, I thought I thought the tweet about, I mean, the post about Harrison Barnes was super corny. I, I didn't like that. Yeah. Either. I'm a mass fan. I'm, I was also kind of bummed out that we traded Harrison Barnes. You know what I mean? But I understand why we did it. It came out that he knew that he was there was a chance that he was going to get traded and he wanted to play. So, who do you think won that trade with Harrison Barnes? And uh, well, for the Kings, the- that's a win for them for now because they're trying to make the playoffs. You know, I think the Mavs are um, they're going to tank this year. Now that they basically have a very small chance of making the playoffs, I, I think they're going to tank. Because we have a top five protected pick this upcoming draft. So what that means is that. If we land in the top five, then we get to keep our pick. Right. It's, it's yeah, it's the pick that came within the the Luca trade. So if it's outside the top five, then the the Atlanta Hawks get that pick. So I think Dallas is trying to tank for now. Maybe get a top five pick, get a decent player, or or at least trade that pick for somebody else and pair him with uh obviously Porzingis and then Luca. Going back to LeBron, I was um I was watching some some old highlights of him playing for Miami mm-hmm. against OKC in the in the finals, and I know that Father Time catches up to everybody, but after watching him for the playoff for this past season, he doesn't. I feel like he's lost a little bit, like lost a lot in the step. He's still probably like you know top three, but. He's nowhere yeah. near that level that he used to be. And, I mean, it could be that he's pacing himself, too, you know, because he's been to the, the finals the, last yeah, after the All-Star years, break. Yeah. But you can tell, you know, within the last game, like the, the game against the Hawks, I don't know if you saw that game, but yeah. you can tell his legs just weren't there. Even his motivation yeah. to win that game wasn't yeah, the there. The way he's been shooting, he's been shooting some really lazy three-pointers lately. Yeah, in, in my opinion. I don't think he has the legs to drive or to explode to the basket. Obviously, he has his, his free throws demons, so... Who who do you think the Lakers should go after next? After next, Kawhi. If I if I were the Lakers, I would hold out on trading for AD this summer, and probably go after. I think Kawhi is going to sign with um with the Clippers just because. That's, that's so weird, but yeah, I think I think he I, is, I think yeah. he I think he has a higher chance of signing with the Clippers and the Lakers. To be honest, with Jerry West being there and and the moves they've made recently, freeing up cap space, trading trading away Tobias Harris. I don't know. I think they should go after Clay Thompson because his dad's a huge LA fan. Um, played for the Lakers. Works with uh, John Ireland on the radio. So yeah. I think think that Clay Thompson is definitely the move to make. You have a shooter next to LeBron. 
See, I like Clay. I like Clay a lot, but I would hesitate if that's somebody that I'm going to throw max money at and that's the only player I'm getting. And plus, obviously Clay plays shooting guard, but you know, where's Ingram going to fit in if you sign Clay? Where's Kuzma? Ingram, I don't know. Ingram can fit on the wing. He can fit on the wing. One, two, and three. Well, I mean, Clay can fit anywhere, you know? Yeah. He's like the only player that you can literally put on any team and they'll they'll get better and he'll yep. fit. So Clay won't be an issue. It's just <clears throat> the rest of the young guys, if assuming they don't plan to move any of them soon. Go ahead, go ahead. Maybe. I know that um, people are talking about Kevin Durant possibly signing, joining LeBron, but Kevin... Kevin I don't see that talk, Yeah, I don't honest. see that happening. He always talks about... I know he joined the, the Warriors, but I don't think I, I don't think he'll ever join LeBron. Because why Why would he help LeBron win more rings? Yeah. I mean, I, I can see... I mean, there, there has been a lot of talk about KD leaving the Warriors. I can honestly see him staying for one week, to be honest with you. I think he moves this summer. I don't think the Warriors can keep all, all four of them. Where would he go, though? New York? Possibly New York. Maybe the Mavericks. You, Who knows? You know? You never maybe know. Maybe the Mavericks, yeah. Maybe the to Mavericks. be honest, that's that's a high chance. I mean, it, I see the fit there. Obviously, not not trying to be biased or too biased. Cause that's no, no, no I, I completely see that. I can, I can yeah. see Katie's mm-hmm. like, I can see him signing in Dallas. Yeah, because you basically have a playmaker that's 6'8", that knows, you know, how to move the ball, knows how to score. <laughs> and then you have Porzingis, which is a former All-Star. Uh, speaking of uh, Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. what do you think about uh, like how bad do you think the Hawks feel? I mean, Trey Young's a, he's looking okay, but... He's a decent you know, player, yeah. Yeah, but what did they trade from? Uh, they traded the... So the Hawks pick. had the, they yeah, had the third, third pick, pick, and then they traded down to the fifth. What did they, what did they get back on return? So the contingency was that they would trade Luka Doncic to the Mavs if Trey Young was still available, which he was at the, at the number five pick. And in return, they would get a top five protected pick. So like I explained earlier, a top five protected pick would be if the Mavs land outside of the top five this year in the lottery, then lose that, pick, right? that pick goes to yeah, yeah. Atlanta. Trey Young is actually a lot better than I expected. He's averaging 16, 17, and uh, seven assists. So he's not terrible, you know, but he's shooting a terrible percentage. How's his he's defense? Not, he, I, haven't, I haven't seen him on defense yet. defense terrible. He's undersized. He's not, you know, strong or fast yeah. enough. Luka is somebody that I can see being the best player on a championship team. As nice as Trey Young is, I, I just don't see that right now. I don't see how um, the Kings decided. Oh, it's probably because they already had a point guard. Fox. Yeah. You don't pass up dominating the European League against grown men. Right. Right. I mean, I, I said that was Kevin last time. Like you, like it's like, how can you pass up on a 19 year old MVP of the second best league in the world? And then, yeah. you know, compare him to other prospects that play against decent D1 schools around the U.S. Like that, that doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't compare. Right. I never thought he would be this good right away. He should have been an all-star this, this season. I think he should have been an all-star. Yeah. I mean, the Mavs won like 22, 23 games the whole season last year. You know? Yeah, but look at their team. You know, it's, it's all right. He's, he's carrying right. them right now. Right. And, you know, once Porzingis gets back and, you know, hopefully we sign somebody decent this year in the agency, you know, it's going to be it's going to be fun. Yeah. The Mavs are looking uh, a lot better than the Lakers right now. Going back to that, uh, I was going to mention earlier. So with <laughs> with a number two pick two, three years in a row, you guys drafted Russell, who's an all star this year. All right. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to talk about it. <laughs> OK, no, we're going to talk about that. OK, so you guys got Russell, you guys got Ingram and Ball. Ingram, yeah. I was a fan of because I, I watched him a lot at Duke, but okay. I knew he was going to be a project. And Ball, I, I watched <clears> up <throat> at UCLA too. All right, before we get into this, let's do let's do a what if redraft of those three drafts that the Lakers did. But instead of those three picks, you can pick anyone at any you know that's yeah. that's not already taken. Okay, who would you pick those three years? If I'm the Lakers, if you're the Lakers, well, are, are we going off of what we know now, or oh yeah, out of what we know now? 
Well, there I, I would pick Porzingis over Russell. That's number one. The next okay. year, Ingram. Uh, I honestly would have picked Jalen Brown. I like Jalen Brown a lot. But Ingram, Ingram is okay Ingram's okay for and now. And then Tatum. Tatum for no, and Tatum, no question. Or at least, you know, uh, if you want a point guard, I would have gone with Darren Fox. Yeah. Obviously, if you have Ingram, I think that was the reason why they didn't want to pick Tatum. Cause they, Maybe Donovan Mitchell, but he's not, he's not really performing as well as I thought he would be performing this, this season. Yeah, I like Mitchell, but I think he has a ceiling to him. And um, he's obviously 6'2". He's listed as 6'2", as shooting guard, but a lot of people say he, he's shorter than that. He doesn't look 6'2". Exactly. A lot of people say he's like maybe. I think he's six, like six three. No, he's shorter. He's shorter than that. He looks small for a shooting. He's not even six three though. Yeah, but he looks smaller. I like Mitchell, but I think he has some limitations. I, I like Fox a lot better, and obviously Tatum. You know, probably the best player. It could be the best player out of that draft. So how about Russell? Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? I was never for that trade. Um, the best really? way to, uh, the best way to prevent, uh, you know, I think the best way to deal with that situation was to wait it out. Because mm-hmm. look at look at um because like if they wait one more year. Easily. Oh, right. Yeah, it was basically a salary yeah. job because they signed yeah. him in the old Because he's an expiring. I, I think the Lakers should have waited until Moscow was an expiring, but they wanted to, you know, go for the free agents last summer. How much right. that's worth uh, trading with an all-star? But, I mean, okay, Russell, when he first came out of college, I didn't understand why he was picked at number two. But then within the two years that he played for the Lakers, and I got to watch him a couple times in person, I, I, I kind of liked his game. I thought he was a good playmaker. He can shoot. I thought he was just a little too raw out of college. So he, he definitely needs some time. Super, super cocky. Like for me as a player, like I would want that. I would want that player on my team who's a little cocky yeah. rather than somebody like Lonzo Ball. Yeah, from, you need that. You know, like I saw this episode on uh, Backstage Lakers with D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. and there was this uh, this kid that they're giving back to Make a Wish, and I saw all of the players come in and they all agreed to that kid one by one, and none of them really looked like they cared that much, right. except for maybe Larry Dance. And then uh, Brandon Ingram comes in, he's like, he's all nonchalant, doesn't really care, shakes his hand and walks away, and then D'Angelo Russell comes in last, and that's that kid's favorite player. Uh-huh. And he comes in, and he spends all this time with him, he's super uh, energetic, super into what he's saying, and gives the kid all of his time. And I was like, man, you know, I hope we keep D'Angelo Russell, because like, he, he became my favorite player after that, after watching that episode. And it made me really sad when, uh, when they just traded away for basically nothing. Brooke Lopez and 27th pick. Well, yeah. when he became Kuzma, but... Yeah, but the Lakers had, what, the 20, 28th pick in that draft, too, I believe? 30th, I think. The 30th pick. They got heart out of that. I think they... I don't know. If Kuzma was still there at 30th, they could have picked him there, too. Right, because I, I don't think a lot of people knew about Kuzma. Yeah, not that many people knew about Kuzma. With Russell, um, he obviously had the incident with Nick Young. Which I thought, yeah, it's not cool. Like, you don't do that. But to me, like, it wasn't a big deal because it's not like Nick Young was another franchise cornerstone that you were going to keep around. That was something that... I mean, he's the one that cheated, uh, you know. He's, right. He did not really do anything wrong. He just leaked got leaked. It. it got leaked. That's yeah, false. Yeah, like, nonetheless, like, I thought that wasn't a big deal. And obviously, a lot of guys didn't trust him after that. And then there were, you know, there were questions regarding his leadership. And I don't know, from afar, he looking was like, totally like 20 years old. How are you going to question his leadership exactly. 20 years right. old? Right. And, that, and that's why they traded him to make room for Lonzo, who they thought was going to be a better leader, a better floor general. But Lonzo comes with, I, I think Lonzo's come with way more problems than D'Angelo has with his father. And I don't know. I don't even watch anything with LeVar Ball anymore because it, <laughs> it just agitates me just watching him. But he came on. He came on um, undisputed that day and saying, "Yeah, and said that, uh, Lonzo's better than LeBron." <clears throat> He's ridiculous. But I mean, yeah, from afar, I think uh, Russell is doing a good job leading that Brooklyn team. You know, they're they're pretty fun to watch too. 
Yeah, they, gotta make, they might make, they might make a playoff. Like, yeah, exactly. He seems like a nice, a nice guy. You guys obviously whiffed on that one. But the next one will be Ingram. So, what's your take on Ingram? How long do you think? I, um, I give it two more years. Two more years for Ingram. Yeah, two more years, and then I, I call it. Like he's my, he was my favorite player when we first drafted. I like him better than Russell. I thought he had more potential, but he's been kind of a letdown this season, except for maybe like the past five games, excluding the last game he played. I think the best game that I've seen him play was against the Rockets. The game where I think he, he had, went to overtime and yeah, KCP yeah. threw up that dumb shot. <laughs> he had 36 points in, um, I think it was career. I forgot what game it was. The 76ers. Sure oh, right. The six, the, the Rockets game? That, that game, he was hitting buckets where it counted. Yeah, so in, in overtime. Played. He took over and, he took yeah. over in overtime. Hitting all those shots. Points might not have matched the Sixers game, but that might, might have been the best game I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, that KCP shot, um, if you're the head coach of the Lakers, you don't let KCP <laughs> touch the ball. You give Brandon Ingram the possession every single time when he's hot. I don't know like what Luke Walton's doing, but I don't think he's going to be on the Lakers next season. For for sure, he's not going to be on the Lakers next season. He's not going to be the head coach. Same, well, we had the same issue in Dallas. We would have games where Luka is just unconscious from everybody. And then, and then someone else takes a dumb shot. Wesley Matthews, he's basically KCP. I appreciated his his last couple of years here in Dallas, but I'm glad that he's gone, dude. Because oh my god, he drove me crazy. I I don't like the that that trade with uh, Speed McKinley for Reggie Bullock. Yeah, that made no sense to me. <laughs> yeah, that that was a weird trade. You're trading away young potential for someone that's expiring, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I said that to somebody on on Twitter. I said you guys basically traded away Clay Thompson Light for <laughs> slightly better KCP, yeah. if that. A little bit better KCP. Yeah. I feel like something this is like this weird thing about players being traded to the Lakers and then like the previous team they played really well and then when they go to the Lakers they start playing a lot worse for some reason. I, I don't know what it is. Or maybe it's LeBron. Even before LeBron came to the Lakers, it was like that. Really? Except like who? Like, you know, like um, KCP. I'm trying to think of others. Because um, Clarkson is right now in, in Cleveland. Granted that they, you know, Cleveland Isaiah sucks, Thomas. But... but he was coming back from an injury. I mean, Isaiah was still decent with the, the Lakers. I think he was averaging like 15, 16 now. He was shooting a lot, though, but still. Yeah, but he wasn't, like, the same level as, as he was in Boston, averaging 29 points in that MVP season that he had, MVP caliber season. Oh, yeah, so how do you guys feel about Paul George? <laughs> you mean the uh, the runner-up MVP this season? He might be the MVP. If I had a vote, I would vote for him. And I like Giannis a lot, too, but I think PG deserves it. I feel like uh, not many people are talking about Kawhi this season. I don't know why, but... Maybe, just maybe, it's because he's sitting out, like, every other game. <laughs> Or maybe because he's up in Canada, and I don't know. Raptors always like not really talked about, but you know, there's something about um the the Raptors that they always have like these random players, and then and you have no no clue who they are, and then when you play them, they're like huge and really tall and really big and like, like super talent, yeah, super talent. Siakam and Anunoby, and I, I I don't even know how I say his name, but Anunoby, yeah, you said it right. Yeah, Toronto's good. Why is amazing. But like as a as a fan, and I've I've watched Kawhi when he first came came to the league, and I followed Paul George when he first came to the league, and I never thought you know the gap between them was that wide until that one year where Kawhi basically became like a top three player, mm-hmm. and Paul George was dealing with you know this functional team in Indiana, and that's when I think people started to put Kawhi on this this tier with like LeBron and KD, and then Paul George was left behind, you know? I kind of thought this season, him coming back, him deciding to come back to OKC, I thought that he would have a breakout season like he's at now. I, th- I think if you think about it, if, if you switch the roles, put Kawhi on OKC and then put Paul George on Toronto, right. who would be the better team? I think to OKC be honest, would be a, I think OKC would be a better team. Toronto. I think OKC would be a better team. 
Really? Yeah. Because okay, don't get me wrong, Kawhi can create his own shot, but if you just watch the games, you know, then don't Google up the stats and you know give me the field goal percentage and points per game. But you watch the game, you, you you can see that Paul George has more moves. He can do more things than Kawhi offensively, even though the numbers might look the same. And I think for somebody, I think there's God, one argument still- that that I can I can bring up that will uh, that you have to really think about. Okay, is how Paul George performed in the playoffs and how Kawhi Leonard has, and that's that's it. I think that I think you cut it there. Oh, you mean the guy that showed up to the playoffs and the, versus the guy that missed the playoffs? Okay, I'm talking about when he actually played. <laughs> when Kawhi played. Okay, oh, so you're talking about the guy that went to Game 7 with LeBron as a 22-year-old. I mean, okay, yeah. yeah that Kawhi guy. beat LeBron as a 22-year-old, but Kawhi had a better team. Like I said, I like Kawhi. I like Kawhi a lot. But I, I don't think, like I said, I don't think the gap between Kawhi and Paul George is that big if there's a gap at all. Like, if you swap PG in Indiana with Kawhi in, 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 the, in his early days with the Spurs, who's better? Or who well, would have been better? How much older is Paul George right now than Kawhi? I think they're the same age. Kawhi is 28. Is he 20? I think he's no, 28. He's 27. Paul George is like 29 already. Paul George is 28. Kawhi is 27. He's turning uh, 29 in, in May. And Kawhi is turning 28 in June. So they're the same age, basically. A year apart is, is not a big deal. <laughs> okay. They're both in their primes. That's, that's only thing that matters. I don't know. Yeah, but, I think yeah, definitely the Pacers wouldn't have made that far without Paul George that season. But, okay, that's what I'm saying, though. If you put... PG on that Spurs team that won the championship and then went to the finals twice, they would have been the same team, if not better. But I don't think Kawhi at that stage, obviously we're in 2019 now, we're not 2013, but I'm saying at that stage, I don't think that Indiana team would have gone anywhere with Kawhi. Do you agree? At that stage. At that stage, I don't think they would have gone that far without uh, exactly. Paul George. If you play some of it. Because, because who, who, who was their best, who was their second best player? Uh, Lance Stevenson. Exactly. Arguably, we can arguably. Yeah, exactly. We don't West know. Was, uh, David West. David West was uh, pretty decent back then. Yeah, George Hill. You know what I mean? Yeah, a nice balanced team, but he didn't really have a clear-cut second all-star. So, like I said, you know, Paul George, I think he's MVP in my book. Uh, I think Giannis is doing phenomenal, but I think he has a better team with him. Yeah, Brogdon's averaging 15. Bledsoe is averaging 16. Milton's an all-star. Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Bucks are scary. A seven-foot Clay Thompson now. You know, they added Miritich, they added Ursan. He has a significantly better team, and he has a better coach. Not to take anything away from Giannis, but I think PG is doing it all right now for that team. I think I'm just a little salty. Well, speaking of MVP, I want to get your take on James Harden real quick. What, what, what do you think about his performances the last two I think months it's, uh, or longer? Um, I don't, I don't want to make you think that I'm a hater or anything of James Harden, but... I hate James Harden, so go ahead. <laughs> that... Okay, hate is a strong word, but I'm not a fan of games. I, I, I just watched, like a lot of them. I watched a lot of the Rockets games. Uh, right. I think he does the same move almost every single time every on time. a step back. Uh, not not the travel, but he literally bumps his shoulder into the defender every time to get space, and it never gets called. I don't know why, but he gets free space from that. Uh, he, does, he does the three three step back. The step backs. Know, the three step step back every single time as well. I don't know why that doesn't get called. My bad. So, the, the, okay, sorry to cut you off real quick. But the rest recently put out, like, a, a new Twitter account. You know how why they explain? Why that's yeah, why certain things are legal. Yeah. And apparently they, they said that the first step that James Harden uses to gather the ball counts as a zero step, I guess. That's that's what they call it. But, okay. So that's that that we that's, see with our eyes. If that's, if that's the case, then why does Steph Curry get called for the same thing? That's what I'm saying. That's stupid. It doesn't make any Look, sense. Yeah. It looks like three steps, you know, to me. It looks like three steps. 
But as, as a guy that you know plays basketball and, and watches basketball, if something looks like a travel, dude, it, it is a travel. No, like, like if you do that in the rec league, at, like a twenty-four or any other gym, yeah. that would get called for a travel. At a high school game, that would get called for a travel. But like in the NBA, the, the biggest league in the tower, the most professional league, that doesn't get called. That doesn't make any sense to me. In Euro League, they'll call that a travel. Yeah, I get it. Like I know Giannis travels a lot. I know LeBron travels a lot. But like they travel towards the basket. Not saying that traveling it's it's cool in general, but at least like you, you're not gonna call a travel on a Giannis dunk. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, James is traveling away from the basket. It's also it's a bigger deal because it's a three pointer, and if it goes in, exactly. and that it's, too. it's a bigger deal. Yeah, it is a bigger deal. And I just don't like the fact that, like you said, he has like literally a move and a half that he does every time that nobody seems to be able to stop. And then worse than that is if you contest the, the shot straight up, it's a foul almost every time. Obviously, what he's doing is it's, it's amazing. You know, scoring 30 for how many games now? 30, 31? Yeah. 30 something games straight. Yeah, that's amazing in any kind of league. So I'm not going to try to take that away and, and poo-poo that. No, take, take, no, take it away. Take all of it away. Exactly. <laughs> I don't like Harden. I don't like Harden either. But I mean, other than that, um, I, I just don't understand like a how, player. how he draws so many three pointer, like three point fouls every single time. It's crazy. Yeah. Like um, a couple months ago, or maybe like a month ago, he he crossed up Jamal Murray pretty bad. Did you see that one? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, one. Yeah, he he put like behind his back and he dropped Jamal Murray, and then they call an and one on, on on his three. And like I looked at the replay. And maybe I'm missing something, but like, where was the foul? <laughs> I think Jamal Murray just literally ran by him. I don't know. That happens way too often, though. Right? Because I think at this rate, he's gonna beat. I think. I think he gets like a four point play like at least once every game. Yeah. Yeah, and then somehow he he has these games where he, you know, he scores like eight baskets and he gets forty points. Is he in your top three MVP? No. 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 We- just, top three would be Kevin Durant, Paul George. Kawhi Leonard, he's, he's still averaging 27 points per game, by the way. Played 43 games this season, so I think he's still up there, Giannis. He's missing a lot of he's missing a lot of games. Yeah, but Toronto is number one still. So but wait, the number two now. The Bucks just took their place. But do you think? Okay, Kawhi, it's great. But do you think it's also the emergence of Siakam and guys like Ibaka coming back alive? <laughs> I mean, Siakam's been playing good, but he hasn't been playing like amazing. Still averaging only like what 15 points per game. But he's right. really good and Lowry is obviously taking a, a backseat now, doing more playmaking. Something about Lowry, I've never like you, you don't think about Lowry and you don't like think all star, you know, someone that's gonna carry your team. No, no, trust me, I've I've never been a, a fan of Lowry either. Yeah. I, I was shocked that he made the all star team this year. I thought Siakam was sure. I get shocked that he makes the all star team every like every single year for the past, I don't know, like six years. <laughs> yeah. No, no, me too. Trust me, I, I know. Because if, if you look at him, it's just like, what do you do? Like, how, how how does this guy get 22 points a game, you know? Because whenever I watch him in the playoffs, he uh, he obviously sucks in the playoffs every year. Uh-huh. And, and that's when I, I watch him play. He's okay on defense. I mean, I thought that they should have, if they could have, they should have traded him for, for Conley. I think that team would have been super scary. You know um, who the closest player in the NBA right now is to Kobe? Uh, I would say PG, but who? No. Um, yeah, it's, he's in the he's in the West. Luca? Just kidding. <laughs> no, like just just really think about all the players in the NBA and which player resembles the most to Kobe. Rather plays the most like Kobe. Really, really think about it. Jokic, I'm just kidding. I don't know, dude. Who are you talking about? Wiggins? <laughs> uh, he plays in Texas. DeRozan. Yeah, DeRozan. I was so close saying Harden, but I was like, nah, you're not talking about. Do you watch? Have you like? Do you have you been watching DeRozan play? 
Yeah, I watched DeRozan. I think he's severely underrated. Like, I would kill to have DeRozan on the Lakers with LeBron. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I like DeRozan a lot, but... You know, if he cut his paycheck in half, then uh, I would welcome him on the team. And Okay, that too, but... I mean, it all comes down to... I mean, I hate being the analytics guy, but it comes down to you being able to shoot the three in today's game. Do you agree? I agree, but I think, I think he can shoot threes. He can shoot threes. He doesn't shoot a lot of them. He doesn't make a lot of them either. I mean, he's averaging what, like... Uh, what is he averaging on threes? Averaging, you know, 17%. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, you can shoot more than 17% in the NBA right now. Bro. But how many does he attempt? Okay, he attempts less than one three-pointer per game. It's under one attempt per game. 17%. You can't really. There's not much. That's what I'm there. saying. If you're not a volume shooter, then at least have a high percentage. That doesn't make any sense. I like, so what- I like the Rosen, you know. He, he's nice. But, like, when it comes to playoffs and, and things like that, if you're not Giannis, where you're just literally impossible to stop, or, or Ben Simmons, when you're, not, when you're 6'10", you can, you know, do whatever you want. And even Ben Simmons has his, you know, hiccups in the playoffs because you can't shoot. And then that's that's been the problem with the Rosen. Obviously, we just talked about Lowry. That's why they had to break up that that duel. And I, I like the Rosen, but I wouldn't bank on him, you know, carrying my franchise. Yeah. PG right now, I think resembles Kobe the most to me, being a two way player. Because people forget that Kobe was a two way player. Did you did you watch a lot of Porzingis when he was in New York? Yeah, I did actually. Before the knee injury, because. Uh... Probably the best so stuff. Like, your take on, on that trade. I think that we can't fully judge that trade until after, after July. Can't judge that trade yet until after July. Right. We so also give don't me your know reaction. when you first find out. What, what um, next reaction. I thought the Mavs did they even give up anything to get Przingis? And then <laughs> I thought you know he's like what seven foot three with the ACL injury. You never know if he you know if he can come back from that. But then you see DeMarcus Cousins killing it for the Warriors right now with the Achilles tear, the worst, the worst injury you could possibly get as a basketball player, and he's still able to mm-hmm. to perform. So I think I think Porzingis is gonna be all right. I think he's gonna be post all right. injury. Yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, for me, I think you know medicine's better now. You know, training is better now. You know, and I think players get better access to to medicine and the rehab process is a lot better than what it used to be. You know, people talk about Zach Levine, you know, who, who was basically a freakish athlete. Yeah, he still he had the is. same injury, same exact injury. Exactly. He's doing just fine now. So, granted that Porzingis <clears throat> is a foot taller than him, but I, I think he's going to be okay, you know, given that his game doesn't really rely that much on athleticism either. There was, like, this argument that I was having. Uh, we're going to go back to this. Uh, There's an argument that I was having with my friend about Devin Booker and Zach Levine. And they're both averaging the same amount. They're both averaging the same amount of points this season, but yet Zach Levine is known as a chucker, and Devin Booker is known as a franchise cornerstone that you can build upon, Ooh. which doesn't make any sense. They average pretty much the same percentage on threes and on two pointers and free throws. They average. So you're saying you're saying a lot of people think Booker is is a franchise player and he needs to be surrounded by the right players, and a lot of people think yeah. Levine is just a chucker. He's play on a yeah on a bad team. Is that what you're yeah, saying? yeah. But they're both decent players on bad teams. That's that, a good argument. They're both young, too. Well, um, my take on that is Booker is a guy that I would go with if I have to pick between the two. So, like, let's say if there was a draft, right, and, you know, you have to decide between Booker and Levine, one and two, I would take Booker. I think that sometimes stats are a little bit overrated when you um They are. 
Yeah. You have to you have to actually watch the games and see. Hey, being a math major, I, I love numbers and I love stats and all that. But like a part of me knows better than to rely on those things alone, you know, to judge a player. Like like you know, like like you said, you have to watch the games and you have to use your own eyes to to evaluate these players. I mean, in my opinion, I'll take Booker over Levine. I take Booker too. Uh, I think Booker's a better playmaker. He's a better shooter, and and obviously seventy points, <laughs> that wasn't an accident. So it was kind of forced though. But still, seventy is seventy, bro. Yeah, but uh, it was forced. <laughs> but still, seventy points. <laughs> yeah, but they were uh, they were getting blown out. There's so many times where Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, they had like sixty in three quarters, but they got pulled out. You know, Steve Curry. Yeah, those. I believe that Clay could have gone for seventy at least twice. Yeah, I, I truly think that. Yeah, same here. The sixty-point game in twenty-nine minutes, easy, easy seventy. If he's to play like maybe half of the the fourth quarter, right? And recently this year, the fifty-four-point game with fourteen threes, easily a seventy-point game. Had he stay in that game? Mm-hmm. But I mean, Booker, I think he he has more of an upside. And then that's one thing too. If you want to pick a player that you want to build around, it's all it's obviously the the current talent, you know, that he has, and then obviously the upside. Well, Booker was. I mean, I watched Booker uh, closely in in Kentucky. I thought he was pretty good. So uh, him going in the lottery. I think that was a surprise for a lot, a lot of people, but I, I, I saw his potential. Russell, uh, obviously, didn't watch a lot of him in college, so I didn't know if he can transfer his game into. Yeah, NBA. but there's, there's one thing from uh, from college that Russell didn't really transfer is his passing. But this season, he's right. been he's been showing that a little bit more than uh, than when he was with the, with the Lakers. I thought I thought he was a great passer in college. Yeah, he was an excellent passer in college. Yeah. He's obviously going to be an all-star. He's a filler all-star. I, I don't know if that's really an all-star, but, you know, he's an all-star. That's an all-star, bro. Just like Wade's an all-star, just like Dirk's an all-star. That's an all-star. I mean, we argue that Lowry shouldn't deserve to be an all-star, so Russell should have easily gotten his spot. Yeah. Right? And there, there are guys that got snubbed, too, that, you know, I think should have been on the all-star team. Like Luca. Like Luca. Yeah. Like, uh, like Kyle Kuzma. Okay, I don't know. okay, let's slow down on Kuzma. Like the Rosen, Kyle Kuzma, yeah. man, it's carrying his team right now. LeBron's not doing anything. Maybe, maybe somebody on the on the Clippers. Maybe some of the Clippers. Uh, maybe Tobias Harris when he was on the Clippers. Right, or maybe in Gallo. You know. Yeah, Gallo. Gallo's really underrated. I don't think anyone really ever talks about well, yeah, Gallo. The Jad doesn't have any All Stars either. So like I if, think you, if, you, if you watch Gallo uh, on the court and like your team plays against him, he's he's huge. Like you, you watch. Uh, yeah. Brandon Ingram was supposed to be like six foot nine, like the longest, long, super long. He looks small compared to Gallo. I mean, I watched him play against the math, and he was just literally bullying all, all the all the little guys on the math. Yeah. So Gallo, I think, is pretty underrated. It's just he's always been a little bit inconsistent, and he's obviously injury prone. Anyway, Steven, it's been fun, bro. I mean, I don't know. you you need to come down here sometimes, bro, so we can catch yeah. up. And, yeah, we'll, we'll catch up. We'll catch up someday. Yeah, you still ball or what? Not anymore. Yeah, I buy ball at the the gym still. Really? Yeah, I play uh. Full court, but there's, there's like some insane guys at, at my gym. They, like they do like alley oops and stuff, and they straight up dunking it. Yeah, I mean we're we're in a league over here, and we play every Sunday. You have a league yeah, over there. Yeah. Sounds like fun. We're all in a we're all in a league. I still got the uh the mid range, you know. <laughs> I still don't have a three point three pointer, but I still got the mid range. Yeah, well, we yeah. all got better, except for maybe Peter. Peter stopped playing. Peter, uh, Peter's dating Vicky now, you know, so <laughs> and goes clubbing with Andy all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, are you talking to Andy? At arena and what is it, mansion? You guys go to mansion too? I I don't go with them. They they do that. Uh, you don't like clubbing? Uh, not not my well not anymore. Not not, not my type. Not your thing. You said you like Ted. <laughs> Something like that. But all right, Brody. Oh, I'll catch you later. Okay.
Right, man. Thanks for having me mm-hmm. on the show. Stay in touch. Yep. See you later, man.